Hey, what's up, people? This is Charles Cole, uh, one-fourth of the eight black hands. Now, I just want to give a disclaimer. We were pretty excited about doing this episode, and there was... uh, I would just say there's a lot of editing that needed to be done because we were full of emotion. <laughs> there was a lot of crosstalk. But all in all, it was a really, really uh, good and passionate show, especially since the four of us hadn't been together for a while. So we hope you enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, man, thank you all so much for listening and see you on the other side. We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way. And you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Welcome back to another episode of the Eight Black Hands podcast. I have missed these brothers, man. We've been on the road. We actually have not been together to do a podcast in a long time. But oh boy, did we come back at an amazing time. So before we jump in, can you brothers just say, what's up, Sharif? Let's start with you. Say hi to the people. Hey, everybody. Good to see everyone. Good to see y'all. Let's uh, let's have a good uh, program here. That's what's up. Ray. People, what's up? Hey, Reef, let me ask you a quick question, bro. Did you just put your, I know, I know, I know this is the first time we're doing video. Did you just put your glasses on to make yourself look smart? I, I don't need glasses to look smart, bro. I'm just clarifying. I'm just, I'm just clarifying, bro. He starts from the beginning. Uh-huh. Right he just starts from the beginning. Uh, I've, I've missed this, man, even with a master headache. Chris, introduce yourself and just give a quick overview because we actually got some audio for the people that we want to share. That's right. It's Chris, Citizen Stewart from Twitter, here with y'all. That's it. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you can tell you can tell when he pissed off and he ready to go, right? You can tell. Hey, mm. I ain't mad at him. Mm. I'm working hard today. I'm I feel working it. hard today. Well, what I'm gonna do is there was a well, why don't, I just want you to give a quick overview of just what happened and why this just is a great day, Chris. So here's the thing. You know, you had parents that came together for a training not long ago. Parents, grandparents, folks with kids in schools. These folks came together from five or so different cities and went directly to Elizabeth Warren to talk to her about her education plan, specifically the parts of her plan that they are uh, that that are going to restrict options, uh, educational options, specifically charter schools. But um, they were really there to be seen, to be heard, to be known in this debate because they've been invisible. And it was great. It has gone international. It has gone viral. She, they have been on Fox News. They have been on MSNBC. They've been in the papers. And what happened almost instantly, and we can talk about it, is that people started doxing them. They started looking them up and finding out who, who they work with in all of this. And now there's a campaign to smear them. And uh, and we really need to talk about that. But basically, Miss Carpenter went and had a toe-to-toe conversation, a very actually cordial conversation uh, with Elizabeth Warren. And she talked about it and she said, this is about our right to have a choice. This ain't about charter per se. This is about, she said, she don't care where your kids go. Just don't take our choices away. And she also asked Elizabeth Warren, if she put her kid in, in a private school and Elizabeth Warren said that her kids went to public school. Um, some folks have like reported since then that that was a lie or not true or whatever the case is. Um, I actually don't know where Elizabeth Warren has sent her kids, but what I do know is that she's a millionaire and that her kids will never have to go to school with none of y'all's kids. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do know. And I, I think, and I think the important piece to say though, right, is because I think people are trying to paint these parents as angry or mean or whatever the case was. They, they had a protest. They did what they needed to do and they were actually really respectful to Elizabeth and you when you listen to the videos and things like that like you could tell Sarah has no problem with Elizabeth Warren she said I have no problem with you I ain't, I'm not coming at you I just don't like your education plan um, so 
what 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 these parents were really pushing was telling our Democratic candidates because I heard a lot of people saying why didn't do that at the Republicans why didn't do that with Trump they were telling our Democratic candidates who were putting up educational platforms that were taking away choices from folks and saying listen our vote Black women's vote is not a foregone conclusion this year you all have to actually work for our vote and this is something that we care about yeah and we should set the stage just a little bit. This campaign stop that they they came into was Elizabeth Warren stopping to do a highlight of black women. Mm-hmm. This stop was all about black women in history and black women in the protest tradition. I appreciate so it was, that. I, I appreciate was, her being the one to stand up and tell us about our our sisters. You know? Well, I mean, well, damn, at least somebody. I'm I'm happy that she did it. To be very honest with you, but it's it's ironic that then these women who are very much in the tradition of Fannie Lou Hamer come rolling up into this. They start protesting, and your girl Ayanna Presley comes back to the stage to rescue the white woman. So so tell tell, tell and the come back who- and and waves a finger. And tells them what we're not going to do is what y'all doing right now. And then has them sit down. Can you tell the people who Ayanna Presley is? I mean, you asking, so you tell them. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I mean, I think, I think Ayanna Presley, you know, she's, she's part of the squad. I think she did. I think she handled it well. I think it was just, you know, it's, it's a protest, right? It's supposed to kind of catch you off guard. Um, it was black women and, you know, they kind of negotiated, right? It was basically like the senator will talk to you if you let her finish. They let her finish, and then the senator came and talked to him. So, I mean, you know, she, it was a lot of ways she could have handled it. I think she had a lot of poise, and I actually think she looked a bit more presidential in that moment than Elizabeth Warren did, if you're asking me. But you said, wait, um, wait, wait, you said Ayanna Presley looked more presidential? I mean, Elizabeth in that moment, Warren to me, she did. Yeah, she was just like, what do we do with this? What do we she do? She said, what do we do with this? And Ayanna Presley came up and was like, you talk to them, <laughs> right? Basically, hey, we trying to have this event that's kind of here to honor you all and all that. Like, she, she de-escalated the situation well enough that everybody got what they needed to get. Um, I mean, I think I no she so we're talking, we're talking I think about, she, she so this is the freshman, the freshman yes, congresswoman, the squad member, the freshman congresswoman from Mass, from the great state of Massachusetts. That's right. Uh, that broke away from the squad because the rest of the squad endorsed Bernie Sanders. Right. Because mm-hmm. there aren't no there are no candidates of color running, mm-hmm. so they had, they had to you know they had to like choose out of the old white woman and the old white man. Oh. They had to like they had to make a choice out of. See, I, you know. see, see, y'all bother me when y'all do that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. still some candidates of color. Yo, because just because you black and you running for president don't mean that you you deserve a vote. Y'all Wait, who, who is who is y'all? <laughs> what? <laughs> right, you just you just said who is you? I didn't say anything. You just yo people can go to the audio. You just said there are some black. Candidates running. You just said that. There are black candidates are. running. All right, yeah. I'm, putting yeah. you, I'm putting your ass on the spot right now. Who are you voting for, Charles? Right now? I don't know. It's the oh, primary. I know. I know who he's voting for. Who I'm voting for? Who am I voting yes. for? You're voting for free college, bro. You're trying to oh, get out Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Wait, can I tell you? Can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I got a bill. I got, I got a bill. It's like a hundred... It's it's north of a hundred thousand dollars. It hurts my feelings and I cry. Like I cry real tears. You understand right. what I'm saying? So Elizabeth, I need you to get it together. <laughs> she she <laughs> using your free college. That's Bernie. I know. I know. You know what? Neither one of them are actually. I looked at both of the platforms. They keep saying they're gonna raise college debt. It's just like a portion, right? So it's like I think it's maxing out of like 40 or 50. It actually ain't it ain't what they saying it is if you actually read it but i'm holding out hope man but we'll see but to let, I, but we can, we can do our banter thing later on right like i think today i want to honor those parents and make sure that we and you breaking up right right on cue perfect so I, we want to like honor those parents it's me. <laughs> it is you ray i promise you it's you so <laughs> we want to honor those parents though right because like these folks are being attacked right now. They are being attacked. They are being trying to be discredited. People are saying that they are shields. People are saying that they're only doing stuff because millionaires told them to. And here's the thing. If you don't know a Sarah Carpenter or Lakeisha Young or them, I know these parents, yo, like they don't do nothing that they don't want to do. And ain't receipts a beautiful thing, Chris, because Sarah Carpenter (laughs) uh, and her group that people keep trying to like bomb on, they closed, They shut down a poor performing charter in their community less than two months ago. 
Like Sarah doesn't care. She cares. She is about quality and she is about access. So don't nobody tell her to do nothing. And this is what Sarah told me too. We were talking and she said, oh, Charles, I went to the millionaires. I asked them for the money and they told me no. So if they would have gave me the money, I would have happily said they gave it to me. But they told us no. And we went to a GoFundMe and we made it happen. And we went for 10 and got 15. I'm glad you said that. Because that's the part of the story that better be told right now is the fact that people are out here trying to say that they got, you know, that Walmart uh, put them up to this or whatnot. And uh, and the billionaires were afraid of them. The millionaires and the billionaires and the people who normally give to the type of things that we do uh, were afraid of this. So Mm -hmm. the story must be told. That's why they had to raise money. They had to actually raise money because they had been told. What? Yeah, you sound like a robot. You're gonna have to call in, bro. I don't know what's going on with your Wi-Fi. I don't know. I don't know who Wi-Fi you stealing, but you gotta get it back. He got he didn't pay the bill. Wi-Fi. He didn't pay the bill. <laughs> he didn't pay his bill. It's coming on Tuesday. It's yeah. all good. Ray, I just muted you because your 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 stuff is making weird robotic noises, man. So you might want to call in. Um but yeah, go ahead, Sharif. No, I was just gonna say, you know what? Like is you know, when when black people particularly parents, right? And, and mom and, you know, behind Elizabeth Warren was that big sign, something about, you know, uh, honoring black women or something like that. Like, you know, when people try to disparage people that are raising their voices, who have been fighting for their kids forever for, you know, like this, this tradition that they've, they're exemplifying is not new. And them speaking up is not new, as you said, like in their communities, they are known to be standing for not only their kids, but the community kids. Right. And so, you know, that's that that one thing. There's no such thing as the voiceless. There are only the deliberately silenced or the preferably unheard. Right. Uh, Miss Roy said that a while back. They prefer not to hear from her. Mm-hmm. They it, like her, her story, her pushback complicates and undermines you know, this millionaire's platform, you know, and, and that millionaire's platform is also funded by a bunch of other folks who don't have situations like Sarah Carpenter's kids, Mm -hmm. like our kids, like none of them have any, you know, even when she says like, you know, when she was lying that her kids, you know, went to public schools, like only like she's insinuating that that's all they did. And that's why her team is backtracking it now. A millionaire's public school ain't like Sarah Carpenter's kids' public school. Mm. Like the public school, right? So we got to stop acting like, you know, oh, that millionaire sent to the public school. Like, don't be a fool. Don't you dare think that she went to some neighborhood dilapidated building with asbestos and 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 10 subs a year. And and like none of that was happening for her kid. You best believe it. Mm hmm. No, and and you know what? That's who she's talking to, though. She's yeah. appeal, she's appealing to the nation of satisfied middle class and upper middle class suburban individuals who are her demographic, look like her, talk like her, walk like her, and act like her. Exactly. And they they can make invisible the people mm-hmm. who are in the side of the the dirty side of the education pool. The Easy. underbelly, the yeah, education absolutely. underbelly, right? So when some people come out of that underbelly to talk back, uh, they have a problem with that. They really mm-hmm. do. No, absolutely. That's crazy. Look, if, if if they can give Arnie Duncan that flack where he said, you know, the angry suburban white moms, right? Like, you know, that's exactly who this is about. And they're, you know, right. and they're black friends, you know? <laughs> uh, you know, like it's, it's the same group of folks that really want to co-opt and narrow. And when we're talking about like just education, the curriculum, the, the policies quite often it is informed and and pushed by a, a group of people, you know, and that most of them are, are, are white women. They can't relate to what is happening with black children for generations. They just can't relate why, to it. I think why we got our you, brother back on. Go ahead, Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Why I'm do sorry. You say that? Why, why, do you, why do you feel like they can't relate? They can't because they don't go through that, bro. They don't go through that. They don't. So you, you know, one of the things that you got to remember, like to educate a black child means that you have to absolutely love them. You have to understand the context that they've been oppressed through for generations. You have to understand that the policies that are that undermine that child's education. You have to also understand that 
you know, like what what are the outcomes? Right. They can't relate because they don't have outcomes the way that our children have outcomes. Well, I would say the only reason I would jump in, but, but no. I, I, the reason why I would jump in there, too, though, is because I lived in Kentucky and it's some really, really, really poor white folks there and they ain't doing good in schools either. Right. And I think that like, so I get your point though. I yeah, do I, think look, it's a, it's I'm a cross. That, I'm not saying that every, uh, you know, every school that white children go, right. when, you look, when you look at, no, I'm, I know, I, I know what you mean though. I know yeah, what you I mean. Like some, in the ether. It's, some, yeah. It, look, you look at any statistics around uh, black children, absolutely California. And, and you, you take those, you take those poor white kids in Kentucky. Right. I would love to see what the poor black kids in Kentucky, what they're. Um, oh, yeah. They both struggling. They're doing terrible. It's horrible. I mean, I look man, at it. Do, it's, yeah. Go ahead. Right. Y'all, y'all do this on every episode. I'm going to do it on every episode. Every episode, man. But at the end of the day, y'all blame white folks for, for, for black people's problems on every episode. But at the end of the day, you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps or whatnot. Oh, damn. Oh, there go the Republican. There go the Republican. Hey, when we going to have a conversation about how black people could make it happen, how, how we could use this. Like, no, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because we talk about how black people can make it happen every single show. And every single show we say, no, no. Every single show we say we are on our own. Every Man, single show gotta... we say, stop waiting for people to do things for you. Every time we say, if, if our success has to be based on people that are racist, no longer being racist, and take us out the game now. So, Ray, don't don't just put words in our mouth. We Man, say it all the time. Hey, you hey, know what Sharif was doing. You know what Sharif was doing. Sharif was saying when we look across the map is and that no, no. you know but, what he was saying. But no, this is exactly what I'm saying. The policy we Ray can say whatever he want. The policy that Elizabeth Warren and a whole bunch of other politicians are are pushing forth, it ain't supporting. Even if you want to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, bruh. So, 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 okay, but, but let's stop there for a second. Let's stop there a second because we just want to give yeah, our let's listeners... Let's get some order. <laughs> and we want to give the listeners the benefit of like some true factual things. Right. So what people who support Elizabeth Warren will say is that her plan is doubling the amount of education funding, first of all. So it would be putting in another $800 billion into the Man, money, money does not Money does not solve on, let, problems, bro. Let them finish the point though, Ray. Yeah, so, so so I might be one who would say what you just said, but doubling the budget, <laughs> $850 billion more dollars into the system. Yeah, double it, the budget, double the failure. Maybe, maybe. I mean, damn, that's a lot of money. Well, I, um, I want to hear the point, though, because I, 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 I want to know what yeah. the point is. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. So the point is, if you read her plan, people who support her are going to have a hard time with our conversation and knowing why she should be protested anyways, because she's talking about putting a ton more money into the system. She's talking about um, making sure that special education is um, is done with fidelity and that the the federal guidelines around uh, special education are met by the states, which has been a problem in a lot of places. And then she's talking about accountability, probably from an angle that we don't like. She's, she's basically saying she wants to take all the money out of growing charter schools, the federal program that grows them, mm-hmm. and she wants to make them play by the same rules as public schools. And, and, and it's a trick. I don't have to tell you all this. It's a trick because, number one, charter schools are public schools, but also um, magnet schools don't play by the same rules that district schools do. Contract alternatives don't. Districts run all kinds of different schools and they have different rules for all of them. Right. So it's a, it's, magnet a, schools? it's a rhetorical trick to say play by the same rules. I mean, you have magnet schools that can turn kids away based on their race, <laughs> based upon their perceived talent, based upon their test scores and their grades and whether or not they have recommendations. Magnet schools can turn kids away for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. So when she talks about charters, she just she just really wants to do something commonsensical, which is mm-hmm. to stop them from growing and make sure that they play by the same rules as district schools. It's a lie. It's a mm-hmm. lie. Just like she told Sarah to her face about the, 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 the you know, the kids going to school. It's a lie. Man, like she y'all, told y'all playing, about, y'all playing you know, on words. Ray, 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 go ahead, Ray. You, the floor is yours, y'all, Ray. Y'all, yeah, yeah. Man, y'all, 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 first of all, y'all playing on words. That woman ain't lie. She just withheld the truth. 
Yo, they asked her, they oh, asked her where her kids went to school. They asked her where her kids went to school. She said, my, my kids went to public school. And so technically, her kids did go to public school. No, she, she said no. She said, she said, she said, no, my kids went to public school. That's what she said. Yes. So she said, she, technically, her kids did go to public school. Both we heard your kids went, went to private school. schools. No, my kids went right. to public schools. Why, why, why are you defending this point? The, she was confronted straight up. I heard, I read that you, your kids went to a public or to a private school. And the response was, no, they went to public school. And can I say hey, this though? Because the, I, the that's a lie. Oh, go, go ahead, Ray. I want you to finish campaign, your, your the, comment. The campaign came back and they cleaned it up. Right. But then here's my here's, here's my question to y'all. Right. It's like, yo, y'all going really hard on this woman. She has no she has no shot in hell at winning that nomination. Why do you think that? One. Why do you think even that? if she does, even if she does win the nomination, bro, she cannot beat Trump head to head. I think you're tripping. I, I, I don't I think I think that we, we've seen in the last few elections that a lot of crazy stuff can happen. It ain't over till it's over. And yeah, I don't think and, and, and I don't think and, people want to I don't think people want to like just like. I think people are trying to be better safe than sorry. Two, she is very, very popular right now, and that and that plan is very popular. Right, and, I think, even, and I think she's those, not even winning an think, right now. And I, who cares? So what? Like she's it's, she's it's she's the beginning. Uh, bro, so so, 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 so first, first not, and foremost, right? Let's, wait, wait, let's can talk I, about Iowa. Wait, wait, no, I don't because because I don't want to talk about Iowa, right? I want to make sure that we center the folks that did this work and the people that are being attacked and why they're being attacked, right? The point is that they spoke truth to power, whether they spoke to the person that had two percent out of everybody, right? They showed up, they they didn't get money. They didn't talk to the person that had two percent. What I'm saying, they talked to somebody that had more. What are you saying? If you let somebody else finish talking, Ray, <laughs> you will hear what we are saying. <laughs> what I am saying is, is that these see him. He's cracking up because he loves these area. He loves it. These these black moms and grandmas, they they got told no. This is not the first city they went to. They've gone to to all the debates and they've tried to get time. They've gone and they protested everywhere, right? And they got smart and they went. They've been, you know, they they got some leeway and they got to talk to a candidate, a very popular candidate that has an education plan that's actually written out and is not like a lot of other people saying what they gonna do. She actually wrote a plan. You know what I'm saying? I think it was just something that was really, really powerful. The reason why I think we needed to do this show one, because we just haven't been together and doing one, but two, now they are trying to attack these women. They are. Th- this is what the hands were made for. We are yeah. called yeah, eight yeah. black hands. You are coming for mama, mamas and grandmamas. You are coming on Twitter for people that ain't used to using Twitter. Like, where when you disrespect their families and their grandbabies and all that stuff, they don't know what this Twitter stuff is. They like, oh, who am I swinging on, right? Like nobody tells those women what to do and what and the issue. And I think where people are really, really working hard today. And and shout out to to all of you all that's on this call right now is that we saw people trying to discredit these folks that got it out the mud and that did it like a Fannie Lou Hamer that did it. Like now we got people that's supposed to be on our side of this stuff. Now we telling people how they protest. I remember when Black Lives Matter was protesting, we was like, don't tell them people how to protest. When they went at Bernie Sanders, they were like, well, wait, wait, like don't tell them how to protest. People protest it's supposed to be inconvenient for certain folks, right? You know what I'm saying? I just think that exactly. it's just really funny that when the when you know what I'm saying, when the rabbit got the gun, things the rules change and we turn into some some oppressive beings. Uh, when these folks are really trying to fight for their life, man. When if you listen to Sarah, she said that school saved my grandbaby's life. She said my daughter. She said my grandbaby was the first in my family to go to college. Like she wouldn't be able to do it without that school. And that's what you want to take away. Like we not. We we this is what they want us to do, Ray. And I and I get your plan. I know I'm long-winded. You can have a comment about it. But what they want us to do is they want us to talk about everything else under the sun except for what these women are saying, except for what they're fighting for. They want us to talk about where the money comes from. They want us to talk about the election. They want us to talk about what percentage people got or whatever. Let's just talk about the very simple things that these women are asking for. And let's keep the conversation where it needs to be. Yo, you're you're 100 correct, but here's what I want to say about this. I want to say about the money, the money Spite that you were correct. Right? I don't give a sh- I don't give a shit where that money comes from. It does not matter. That woman has an opinion, and she deserves to be heard, regardless of whatever. But it just so happens that they did a GoFundMe. They did a goddamn GoFundMe to go down to Atlanta. How can you discredit that? 
How can you say these people don't care about their environment? They don't care about their agency. That's what pisses me off, man. It's just like, yo, how can you say how, how can you say they don't care? That's the ultimate sign that somebody that somebody cares. If you do a GoFundMe and then follow through on your word, how many people do GoFundMe's and just keep the money and just do whatever? Mm, yeah, they went down I, to Atlanta. You know, I, I want to say too, we should be clear about the actors and the players here because you have grandmoms and moms who, who made this action happen. You have a presidential candidate who's a millionaire and, and appeals to mostly well-to-do white liberals and moms specifically. You have uh, educated Negroes who came out to defend Warren against the protesters, right? All across Twitter. And the people who are making the most accusations, the very first accusation I saw against them is a so-called journalist from the intercept (laughs) Uh, white male with no children. My colleague. Uh, Yeah, somebody that you know, white male, (laughs) who went after them right away and said that they they were bought and paid for by billionaires. He happens to work for a a, a journalism nonprofit that is the brainchild of a billionaire, the eBay billionaire. The founder of eBay is actually his, is the person who fully funds his position. So so him to come out and throw this on on them. he's He's funded by a billionaire. He's funded by a billionaire, right? And then, and then, you know, he kicked it off to Rachel Cohen, who's another so-called journalist, you know, uh, um, another skinny jean wearing social, socialist, neo-socialist, uh, young, uh, childless, jean, white person, whatnot. Again, um, works for The Intercept, uh, which is billionaire funded. eBay, thank you very much. Uh, shop at eBay and, and you will be funding them. Now, these are the people who are coming for the heads of Sarah Carpenter, who has 16 grandkids in one of the poorest zip codes in the United States, right? That, that's who's coming for them to smear them, to marginalize them, to push them aside, to say, I give you all, the rest of you all, permission to not listen to them because, oh, by the way, they're just a bunch of slaves of the oligarchs. Mm. Whoa! That, that's, that, that's what's what are we doing right, right now? now. So, so. Look, I mean, it's, we're telling the truth, right? It's, it's it's absolutely racist for for folks to you know to look at these people, not even care, not not even care like one iota about their experience, and then try to. But that, that's what always happens, right? Like they try to frame and tell you this is what you believe, this is what your motivation is, this is why you do this. You can't possibly care about your kids. You can't possibly right. care about your That's community. Right. Like, you know, right. for them, it's the same. But if you if you research history, right, you look at it, it's the same thread. You are not our equal. We can have opinions about our kids. We can defend our kids. We can, you know, we can protest. We can go, we can flood school boards, right? Like in Philadelphia, white women's flooding school boards and screaming at black grandmoms, right? It's the same stuff. It's the same mindset about black people, about how they care for their children. If I can rip your child away from you, if I can separate your child from you at a border or on a plantation, then I can do it elsewhere too. It's the same thing. Like they, you know, yeah. Oh, go ahead, bro. I'm sorry. Have the voices uh, for that, right? What What did Gandhi say? He's like, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, but then you know what? Then you win. But so but we, you know what though, Gandhi. But but this the quoting uh, Gandhi sometimes. So you gotta be careful. so so. But I think I think you hit it on the head, right? And and I think that you hit it like directly i think you should even go a, di- a deeper level man and because that's what they're saying well well we, we we said this in the minneapolis show I, when we did the live show in, in in chris's hometown you know i said like you gotta allow black and brown parents the same agency that you allow everybody else to have about their kids but here's what it is right when you talk about racism let's really dig into this shit right what you really saying is that some black folks from a poor community ain't got the good sense on their own to deserve better. That's crazy. This is what we get them, and they need to take it. And somebody had to tell them that they wasn't getting what they deserve, and somebody had to empower them to go do it. Like, it's so hard for certain progressives and, and whoever, certain white folks, and some of our own people, let's call it out, because Chris would, I know this is making Chris proud, because some of our own people were just like, you just could not fathom in your head that these folks just had enough and was fed up, had some agency and went out and did this stuff because it was the right thing to do. How little do you think of us? How little do you think of those women? Is it because they got a Southern accent? Is it because they all didn't yeah. go to college themselves? 
Like, you don't think that they want better for their people? You know what I'm saying? So, but they, but we fall into their trap a little bit too because we done talked about a whole bunch of other stuff too instead of what they wanted us to talk about, right? The mamas want us to talk about these, this access and this education and they're saying, look, we want you to fix education. Like, we want you to do it. Like, do, so, so, do that so plan. Just, but don't take our choices away. Let's talk about this for a second. Um, the first time that I met Sarah, I went to visit her and the cab driver didn't want to take me to her house, didn't want to take me to that neighborhood, right? When he drove me there and I finally did get a, a cab driver that drove me there, he stopped at the corner and he, before he let me out, he said, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that corner. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he said, that's the corner where they grab somebody and chop them up in the living room, right? He points to a house. Right before I'm about to get out the damn vehicle. <laughs> right. Have a good trip. And, right. <laughs> and, he, and, you know, he kind of locked the doors as soon as I got out and, and rolled off. Now, I don't think it was all that and it was all that dramatic, but there are houses in that neighborhood that are $20,000 or so, right? Um, and, and, and there's Miss Sarah. So I, I go in, I visit with Sarah. I, I visit with the women that, that uh, she trains and she organizes. And the schools in their area are nothing that any of the black middle class, any of the white middle class, anybody is going to be defending and saying that they should put up with. So if they're going to jump on a bus and ride for hours to come and see you about the fact that the only handful of schools that they can put their kids on near them are new schools, charter schools. Um, you can't paint that as being about the, the billionaires. You need to listen to that part, but they're clever enough to know, no, we really don't have to listen to them because all we have to generally do is paint them off as ignorant. All we have to do is say they're basically just slaves. They don't know what they're talking about, right? They, they keep throwing the slave they, narrative around, they, bro. They've been duped, right? Um, as if they don't have agency and they don't have brains and they don't know the conditions of where they live. And it works. It really does work. Yeah, I mean, but it goes back to, you know, everybody like, in, including these, you know, middle class folks, they look, you know, the part that I hate about Twitter is the just the the hashtag stuff, right? Like I, I've seen so many times people like listen to black women. Then when they show up and say right. say something, right. right? When they're able to bust through the door and say something, people like shut up. Who paid you? Like it's it's like some of these same people. I guarantee you, if you search their timeline, they said something about. Trust black women. They, you know, they, and they should. But, but not those black women. That's exactly, what they're saying. Not exactly. those ones. <laughs> they're like, yes, you should. But let me tell you which ones, right? Not the ones that are like experiencing. You know, what? What does uh Brian? You know, we just got back from Alabama, right? Brian Stevenson talks about if you want to solve a problem, work with the folks that are closest in proximity to the issue. Who's closer to that than our our sisters, our grandparents, our mothers, who are closest to these schools? And this is this is my issue. Like earlier, when Elizabeth Warren, when any of these politicians, when they build policies, who do they have at the table to build these policies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it the mothers and the grandmothers who are scratching and clawing their way to educate their children, or is this some some big shot? That's my issue. Yo, Reef, I love how well read you are, bro. That last point that you just brought up, man. So eloquently produced, man. But that point Morning. you had before about about Gandhi, bro, didn't want his statues just get taken down in yeah, West yeah, Africa. And so wild, as well bro. As well as Listen, yeah. I also I you know what? When you're when you read more than just the people you agree with, then you get to see like different different aspects and different things. And and language is language and points and points. What do you disagree with him as a person? Absolutely. Do you disagree with what he said? All he was doing was, he wasn't saying, all he was doing was like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I don't, this is, where are you taking about, us, Ray? Like, look, look, no, back but, to- Hold on. Off track. He's, he's, off track. Yeah, always. But you know what? Let me just, let me just satisfy him. Let me, let's indulge him for a minute. The quote itself, if you look at any revolution, you look at any pushback, you look at any protest, what he said was that he was just describing it. You put Martin Luther King, that same thing. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you, then they fight you, and then you win. You can't disagree hey, with that if hey, you look at any trajectory of, of a movement of the people. 
Reef, Reef, here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to go so back. Book? And I'm going to do? No, 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 no. I, but I, I, like, I like how you, I like how you, I like how you coming for me right now. I like that. But listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to read a book, but I am going to retrace. I, I am going to retrace every quote that you just used to make sure you didn't butcher it up. Like you butchered that Malcolm X quote. Yeah, that's, that's true. But th- thanks. Thanks. <laughs> That is not true. That is don't don't reward his, his, I, I his did. I attention. Did it's yeah. okay. It's all right. His it's attention all right. seeking behavior. Don't don't. I mean, here's here's what's serious. Here's what's serious. This is what's serious. Is my kids are going to go to school day after tomorrow to a school that is clean and orderly and has veteran teachers and is well stocked, well resourced, an American public school. It is failing. Uh, if you look at outcomes and proficiency and all of that, but at least I can say all of what I just said. It is clean and orderly, and it has veteran teachers, and they are resourced enough. Right? They've got pullout people. They have aides. They have special assistance for everything or whatnot. These people who came to scream at at uh, Elizabeth Warren are not going to have on Monday what I have. They're not going to have what Elizabeth has. They're not going to have what anybody on this podcast has because we all have have done what we can in life to make sure that we're shielding our kids from having the situations that they have in Memphis and in Oakland and in Camden, where these folks came from. We should do all that we can to make sure that this stays serious in this way. This is a fight. This is a struggle and a fight, and we must be in it. Chris, you go. Hey, so so if she wins the presidency, you're gonna have double that, but you're still gonna have shitty schools and you're gonna have no accountability, but you're gonna have veteran teachers. I mean, listen, like like whether she wins or not, let's let's be real about this. This isn't just about Elizabeth Warren, right? This is about confronting the entire left and the political establishment of the left. This is about the entire political establishment right now is having a sea change in what it believes in, and part of that sea change is denying choice to people that desperately need it, right? Right. Hey, the shoot, families that shoot, desperately shoot my need man it. some bell. Shoot my man, hey Charles! Shoot my man some bell, Corey Booker. Did he send him? He sent him some love, right? I mean, we can talk about Corey. I think I'm glad that Corey. Somebody got in Corey's ear. He looked at them poll numbers or something. And he was like, you know what? I can't go home. Um, <laughs> He's like, I ain't gonna win no way, <laughs> right? But I, but I think it's powerful, and I think that I mean. I'm glad he said something like, you know, friendly towards him. I think he can actually do more, though. I think I, I think he can do kind well, of how Yang. What did he say? I didn't hear it. What did he say? What did he say, Ray? I think he just showed Bro, love. I don't know what he what he, he just, said he exactly. Just, he, just, he, he showed love. But then in the New York Times article that was uh, that was supposed to be like four days ago and whatnot. Right. You know, he talked he talked about charter schools and he talked about just like what that what that meant for black folks in Newark. Mm-hmm. And I think that now what he can do, I think he can kind of take a Yang approach, right? In a sense of like Yang is just saying what he want to say and just doing kind of what he wants to do and using the platform to get his messages and his stuff out there knowing that he has doesn't have a great chance at winning, right? But he's getting more and more supporters as he kind of goes along. And I think that Corey can do that as well. I think that they... I think that him championing this would be good for him and good for this movement. Um, but I also, man, I just think that I just wanted to send love to those ladies, bro. And just because, like I said, they not in this world in the same way. They not on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Like this stuff is different for them. And they stepped out their comfort zone, man, to do something and stand up for our kids. And it's just tough when we got people. Now I'm talking to my people. It's tough when we want to discredit our own people uh, without having any facts or talking to, to to these folks. And the one thing I do know is that the majority of the parents will talk to you if you ask. So my thing is this, and I, I think that we should own this conversation. You know, if it's some black folks that's really feeling some kind of way, I, reach out. I, I want to, I really want to have a conversation with you. And I really want to understand what you, how you see these facts versus what these facts are. Um, because I'm just I'm seeing glad you stuff, exist too. I'm glad it's you crazy. to do that. I'm glad you have the patience for it. Cause I, I know yeah. we, we had, Two different. We had a conversation with the same person on Twitter, and mm-hmm. you took the route of, oh, you know, let's talk about it. Let me hear more about you. Now, right. this is a, a black man educated in the mm-hmm. academy who's coming after these protesters. I just don't know why they're doing. What Edu- they're doing. They educated do my ass. Educated this, this, fool. Go, go ahead. Finish, finish the, what was the point? 
I mean, basically, we took two different tacks with it. Yeah. Because I have no patience. I have no patience with middle class educated Negroes who will turn on you in a dime to protect a white woman who's a millionaire who's denying access to opportunity for we people in the black boss? underclass. So we sick boss. But you know we what? But this, but this is, boss. but this is why, but, and, and, but, and, and I saw them same type of people calling Howard a coon or whatever. It's like, yo, this dude been a freedom fighter. He, he founded Malcolm X <laughs> university. <laughs> like, like he was in the rafters when ballot of the bullet was given. Like he was he in like three days Mozambique. With Paulo he spent Three days with Paulo Freire. He he fought in Mozambique, like you just said. Yeah, like like, <laughs> but but so this is this is my working theory, right? But this is my working. Th- are more woke than this everybody. Is, else. But, th- but this and th- that's why woke is the dumbest word in the world right now. Like it's just been bastardized, right? Wait, but wait, 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 wait. The, I, the, I, I, can uh, I please uh, make my point? Uh, <laughs> can I <Okay>. please <laughs> just just real just real quick, and I'll give it to you. This is the last thing I even need to say, right? You know what? Say Chris's that point. You give him the mic. He just wants to right. Yeah. <laughs> Petulant, petulant, right? So anyway, so, but this is this is the, the working theory for those people, Chris, is that I think one thing that you get when you go to academia is you don't know, a, like, even if you're a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, you don't know a lot about everything. You know a lot about this much stuff. And I think that people just trust their peer groups, right? So I think that there are people that they respect and that they look for it. So when the young, there are some people that might care about voter registration, and they get the rest of their news from the Young Turks, right? And so when the Young Turks like something, I like it. When the Young Turks don't like something, then I don't like it, right? Think about when people vote. It's like, okay, if I'm Democrat, maybe I know two of these candidates, I'm voting for these two, but that's why all of them send what? A slate every time there's an election, right? Because we go off of what other people are saying. So like you said, when certain people from certain papers like Ryan or whomever that these people trust, and they say, oh, it's about money, it's about this, it's about that, then that go ahead and builds those lines and they did it to somebody that they like, right? People like Elizabeth Warren. It's a lot of black folks that like Elizabeth Warren, right? And so it's like, yo, I got to discredit this right here because I can't go against a white woman that's actively going against black parents. But if she's not going against black parents, she's going against billionaires that funded some black parents, then I'm still good. So that's how I see it. I could be wrong. Maybe that's too deep, but I think that's how a lot of people work. Too deep. I mean, like, listen, you you you've been in the Bay Area a long time. Yeah, people still have people still haven't figured out how Jim Jones was able to get a bunch of black people to get on a plane and go to another country and die. Right? You are seeing that behavior right now with Bernie and with with Elizabeth Warren. You have educated Negroes that are just like those people that got on a plane with Jim Jones to go over to Guinea and die. Right. Yikes. Yikes, bro. Yikes. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. The way that they talk, it's a cult. The way that they talk, they come at you with all that, like, you know, socialism, neo-socialism, nouveau, right? Like, it's not real socialism because ain't none of them about to give up any of their, their things that they love in life. They just want some free stuff, right? But they want it bad enough to, to diss their own people. Uh, who are fighting for things that they desperately need to have a fair shot in the American economy. And, and that is just wrong. Before we wind, we wind down and we get you all's final thoughts, there was, there was, some, there was a lot of chatter on social media and a colleague of ours, um, powerful sister, um, what she said, her name was, is Sharonda, and she wrote a powerful post that a lot of people are, are commenting on. She said, there's lots of conversation about the black mothers and grandmothers who protested at the Warren event last night. It's clear some of y'all just don't like protests, and it makes you uncomfortable. Whatever you think of charter schools and school choice, please do not buy into the idea that a group of black women showed up to protest because white billionaires put them up to it. Do not deny these women their agency. Many of them have been organizing their communities longer than some of us have been alive. And much of what we can point to in the way of progress in this country is a result of black women, black mothers, grandmothers who weren't afraid to shut shit down. Mm. Now, I want to offer a quote. Right. This is from Visha Hawkins, who was there. Mm -hmm. She was there. And this is what she wrote. Thinking about the Atlanta trip with amazing black and brown women who left their families, ate bad food and endured cold temps to advocate for the right to access uh, great school choices only to be called mistresses to billionaires for sale. 
not mothers and grandmothers, not education activists, not concerned citizens or passionate voters, essentially prostitutes. That's the only way we could manage such a magnificent exercise is if we are paid. This from the political party in which most of us have spent our lives voting and volunteering in. Because mm-hmm. uh, y'all, fool, y'all fools. Final, oh, final, Lord, final, final, final thoughts from you, Reef. Yeah, I mean, you know, one, these just shout out to all the, the sisters, um, the women, the mothers, the grandmothers, um, the daughters who, uh, you know, went down there to be heard. Um, they were heard. Um, you know, the fact that they are being attacked is no surprise. And we, we, we stand with you. You know, we stand with you in your, your fight to be heard. We stand with you in your uh, demand that your children be treated as human beings and that no one um, uses a uh, political platform or popularity to uh, stunt your children's growth, our children's growth and our community's growth. Um, if Elizabeth Warren relooks at her plan as she promised to do, which to me, she didn't even say uh, reread it. She just said, I'll read it, which you know, maybe I'm reading too much and then maybe she hasn't read it, um, you know, because some of these people get surrounded by policy wonks and they're doing the work and, and people are just uh, having talking points. But she needs to look at that deeply and, and take it in consideration of what are what is the what are the voices that Sarah Carpenter and Visha and and other folks raised and what are they trying to um, trying to do? Also saw uh, posted something she had put out like, hey, somebody lucky enough will come have a beer with me. <laughs> um, you know I what? First of all, you know, if you're talking about engaging black women, I don't know, you know, particularly our, you know, there are other ways to engage them. And two, you would be the lucky one to actually sit down uh, with these sisters. They won't be lucky. You'll be lucky because you'll be smarter after you listen to them. That's if you listen to them. Uh, Ray? So, so you got the opportunity to pull that beer thing back, right? It happened all the way in July, and you felt like you needed to pull it back for tonight's episode, right? That's I written down in your quote book. What's that? Right. I don't have a so, quote book, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, did, she was offering lucky people. So I am going to read a quote from someone that I uh, truly appreciate in this struggle. And the quote is as follows. It's amazing watching young, childless, childless white progressives explain away the concerns of the powerful parent network. They try every angle to marginalize these parents from doxing them to calling them ignorant. Today's progressivism equals the new anti-black. When I saw that, man, it just it just wrapped up everything that happened to these folks in uh, in, in, in a nice. Christmas package, man. That was a that was a dope quote, man. And it just brought everything to perspective in terms of man what these black folks are going through in this struggle. And I love Sarah, man. You know Sarah is my favorite. And um and I just I just I'm keeping her lifted in my prayers, man. I'm keeping everybody that was involved in that situation lifted in my prayers because I feel like, you know, they speak to the struggles that that I went through when I was a youth and I wish I had more people to advocate for me like that. So gotcha. thank you to you ladies. Appreciate that, Ray. And Chris, I don't. I, I kind of sprung the final thoughts after you kind of gave that quote. So I, I want to make sure I get you the proper opportunity, brother. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, it's just the bottom line, I'm glad that we came together and we did this show. I'm glad that we're showing support. I want everybody who's listening to us to actually go out and make sure that you have Sarah Carpenter's back and Visha Hawkins back and find these women and, and all of them, Lakeisha Wright, uh, who's in Oakland. Lakeisha Young. Lakeisha Young, I'm sorry, in, in Oakland. They, they did a lot of work to make this happen. This can't be a joke. This can't be right. something that we play off. And um, uh, and Dr. Fuller, too, Dr. Howard Fuller, who um, showed up to help them on this. I, I think it's amazing work. It broke through. Mm-hmm. It broke through. <laughs> it broke the skin. It, right. It's probably going to cut to the white meat. Right. So um, so we need to like like really be there for them and, and back them up because this isn't a game. It's serious. And and the protests aren't over. You know, That's we're going to show up at. So, before 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 you before you roll us out, right? Mm-hmm. He, it's just that 
third time he's done this shit in the last four episodes. I don't have much to say. I don't have much to say. And then it comes with some so with jewels, shit, right? With jewels just fall out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris. Chris, you do have you do have a habit of saying that and then opening your mouth and diamonds fall out, but it's all good, brother. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and my final thought, man. Uh, I, I think in the spirit of, of just dope quotes, uh, this is from Sarah Carpenter, and she said, "You don't need to invite me to your table because, baby, I'm not gonna come. I can build my own table and I can cook a little bit too." And um, what that kind of has prompted me around this, this piece. And I, you know, I think Chris made a good point that I'm just kind of reflecting on is I actually, I actually do think black folks should be the people at these tables having these conversations. And I think we should own it all around. So if there are some black folks, whether you agree with this stuff, whether you disagree, like I'm personally inviting you and my brothers on the A black hands are more than welcome to be a part of this discussion as well too. Um, But I really want to, if you want to engage in a real conversation where we are talking about real facts and what's really happening in a civilized way, because black folks are not a monolith and we, we, we can disagree in certain ways. We don't have to put on and do a whole bunch of shit in front of white people, but we can own this full conversation. Then reach out if you don't want to, and that's fine. But what won't happen is on my watch, none of those women would be disrespected. None of them people will be threatened the way it has been happening. Like I would seriously stand like I'm when we say that we love Sarah Carpenter, that's not just an ethereal like say, like saying that we putting out there for it to disappear. Like I think everybody on this podcast would fight for that lady, and because she would actually throw hands for us. And um, the, the hey, future and the minds of yeah. our kids are like one of the most important and precious things that we have, and we try to remind folks of this all the time. And it's it's so disappointing in our society that we just feel so little about black women. And so little about black people in general, especially black people that live in poverty, that you don't think that they got the, 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 the well-being and the mind to go out and fight for their kids. And you should really check yourself if that's you. Um, I'm going to close this out because we kind of went over it. Sorry, Ray. But you've been listening to the A Black Hands. Uh, we love y'all, man. Uh, we will see y'all next time. And uh, hopefully you all reach out. And because uh, next week, ne- the next time we talk, we got to congratulate our brother, Chris. And I didn't even know this was happening, was just interviewing Jeb Bush. So there's some conversation that needs to happen there. But uh, and just congratulations to all these brothers. I mean, Ray is just doing some amazing stuff in his school. And I think if you're a struggling principal or you trying to turn some stuff around, you should really reach out to him. And also huge congrats and shout out to Sharif, who just got not only did he get this money from this ball player and got all type of national stuff. I saw his face on ESPN. Um, He is leading stuff. Every time I turn around, I'm seeing him in a new video talking about how important it is to hire black uh, teachers. This group don't just talk about it. Like we come together and do this podcast because we love each other and we had these conversations. But everybody on here is actually out here putting in work. So before you speak on our name, before you talk about who giving us money, before you talk about these women or whatever the case is, you can directly talk to each of us. And I promise you, not one of us will back down. This is the A Black Hands. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. You have been listening to the A Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.